Start from now. You can edit that bit out. Yeah, but if... Oh, can I show you something? I got the best thing delivered to me the other day. And we're now men of a certain age. Yeah. Although we don't look no. it. We don't no, look no. it. We look... I've just realised, I look like a white Forest Whitaker. <laughs> well, with hair. Well, no, well, you know what it is with you, and I've told you this before, is that I, w- I watched Have I Got News For You, because I actually weirdly think that actually not having an audience has made that show better. It's, it's been in the, in the doldrums for a long time, overall. But, 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 of course, who was on it the other night? Phil Wang. Oh, Phil Wang. And, and, and Phil every Wang. time, every time I see him, I think of you. Because you have a similar kind of with the glasses and the, and and the, and the hair and stuff and all the rest of it and the delivery I, style. It's 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 you. I'll accept that. Um, although Phil and I are both part of the human yes. race, uh, when filling in any particular government or maybe employment form, no. I am definitely white, possibly Caucasian, but and and, and Phil is definitely no, he's not. Yeah. Of of Asian it is, stuff, yeah. uh, it's it's not um, it's the you know it's the glasses and the and the delivery style. That's what it is, and the hair. I'll accept it's that. That's uh, either is. that or a Black Forest Whitaker. A Black. Do you want to see a my Black Forest? What do you want to see? Gatto Forest Whitaker. A White Forest Whitaker. You mean um, this? A White Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Suppose, yeah. Do you want to see? Yeah, you, I want to see the thing. Whatever it is. So I'm going to show you this, okay. and then I'm going to gauge your reaction. And then people listening to this without the visuals are going to be all befuddled, but we'll then do a apt description. Of okay. It. You ready for yeah. this? Oh, the, that's a that's a peacock. The, they're slippers. Are they triangular? No, but look at this. Look. I can't see what's. Oh! They got they got like a sort of a, a sla a, a sort of like elasticated back on them. That's look, your foot. I can, I can put it on as a mule. Yes. And. If I wanted more traction. Oh, wow. Oh! Multifunc- <laughs> multifunctional slippers. Oh! 40 years old, <laughs> and I finally got the slippers of my dream. Well, can I just can I just say that I'm wearing mine? Oh, yeah, but they're just mules. They are, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, because I don't wear, tend to wear them outside. Look at this. Look, look, look. Wow. Oh! <laughs> They were $17 from Amazon. That's a bargain. I know. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever bought anything better. They're so comfortable. I had to throw out the last pair, which I bought from Sainsbury's in Northampton, because they stank. Yeah. I'd washed them numerous times. I'd even boiled them in a stock pot once. And I did that thing where you're supposed to put them in the freezer because the freezer's supposed to kill the bacteria. Every time, just stank. I've never, ever done anything like that with a pair of slippers. Ever. That's disgusting. They just wear. I just wear them out and throw them away. What? what I mean, I wash. I wash trainers. Don't get me wrong. I've, I, you know, I do that when they get really dirty. Obviously, all mucky and stuff on the outside, or mud all over them, or just look. But I've never done it with a pair of slippers. I, I think you're one of the reasons why this planet is failing. Yeah. Do you know what'll fix that? Do you know what I'll do now? Is I'll put my slippers in the washing machine with a, a drop of hydrochloroquine. That'll solve the problem. Get rid of the malaria in the slippers. Hi. Hydrochloric is it hydrochloroquine? Yeah, hydrochloroquine, named after because Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, of course. Donald Trump, when he says it, he makes it sound like the hardest word to say in the world. Yeah, but the thing is with him is that any word that's got more than a sil- well, has got any syllables in it at all, he makes it very difficult to <laughs> say because that's why he has to repeat everything so much. It's almost it's just you can hear the sort of is that how I've got to say it? I've said it. Is that how I've said it? I've said it right. 
I said it right. Yeah, that's it. And it takes him three attempts. Oh, bless him. Because he has that that vocal delivery style. I love the fact with Donald Trump is that every time he talks, it looks like he's playing an invisible accordion. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that, that's just made everything clearer for me now. Even even all those years of The Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Was Piers Morgan on it every and, year? And he plays it with, if you watch him, he plays it with in, in, increasing sort of viciousness. He just the more he get the more annoyed and irritated he gets by a member of the press, the more he kind of like really goes at it. He's like playing it with real sort of gusto. I want somebody out there on the internet because we've got more time than I have to Photoshop a, a an accordion into those hands and just then overdub one of his videos with the theme tune to Hello Hello. I need. I did actually do it. I just feel so. Speaking of Hello Hello for a second, and this um, this morning I I checked Twitter. And there's an account on Twitter called Balderdash. Is at not DCFC boss, so he's always a Derby County fan. And he posts uh, happy birthday messages to celebrities, but then puts a completely, but a very amusing alternative picture of them. So today it was uh, born on this day in 1959, Robert Smith of The Cure, and the picture was of Ken Dodd. But immediately beneath that was a, um, a picture of uh, a radio moment from one of our former employers who post these things. And he posted on this day in 1995, Steve Wright finished The Breakfast Show on Radio 1. And the picture that he posted was of Steve Wright, obviously with with moustache, but wearing a slight waistcoat. And I genuinely, because I wasn't properly awake, did a double take and thought it was Gordon Kay. Honestly. What, before or after the car accident on the scaffolding poles? Well, probably before, if I'm honest. I... I quite like Steve Wright. I I used to love his. Um, he used to do Saturday night TV show when house yes. when house party wasn't on. When Noel's house party wasn't on, not kid and no. play. Uh, when house party wasn't on, it was the Steve Wright people show chat show people Steve show. People it was show. a good good show. I liked it. I liked Steve Wright, but I've heard so many stories of him for people that have worked with him or near him. And oh, I I once went to. Um, Wogan House. Yes. The home, home, of, radio, home of BBC, BBC radio, radio 2. And I went into his studio and I went, his his studio? And they went, yeah, well, it, everybody normally uses the main studio, but this is, this is Steve's studio. This is where Steve crafts the show. And it absolutely reeked of Milton Fluid. You know, the it's, disinfectant. I was, was going to say, I've never heard of him. Who's Milton Fluid? But yeah, okay. Disinfectant, um, right. It just, it just stank of disinfectant. And I went, why does it smell so pungent, so aromaful? And he went, oh, it, it gets, it gets uh, cleansed every day before or after. So I don't know if Steve Wright is a germaphobe or not. I don't know. Well, well, I suppose the answer to that question is, has he got coronavirus? And if the answer is no, which I don't think he has... Then he's obviously he's just doing his bit for his own personal hygiene. Oh no, this was donkeys years ago when I was uh, still something. <laughs> but he's, he's obviously just um, mindful, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a lot but of people that use that studio, and they and they, you know, he's keeping it clean for them. If, if only every radio presenter in the country, and we're all guilty of it, operated that same level of studio etiquette. Oh, oh I, no, I was about to say something. No, I. I don't think the statute of limitations has passed yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have seen some wrong things in a radio studio. Oh, yeah. And I, it was only until late in my career that I started to get my own muff. I've never had one. Never oh, had my I own muff. I had to get my, my own muff, muff in the no, end. Never had one. 
sharing muffs is awful. Sharing headphones, I once got an, an ear infection because everybody like hot desk and yeah. hot desk headphones. And then I just went, I, I'm not having another ear infection. Got my own headphones, yeah. fine. I know, I'm, I'm very much like that with headphones, mainly because I'm, I'm just a bit... It's like, it's like wearing somebody else's shoes, putting a pair of headphones on that aren't yours. Yeah, but why wear shoes when you can wear slippers? Yes. With with a collapsible back mm. <laughs> oh. Don't smell them. This, have, they, have, they got, have you, have you, have you sm- washed them in Milton fluid? Is that what it is? <laughs> Isn't he on Mock the Week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> News. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I think we are getting to a point, though. You invoked Partridge there for just a moment. Um, I genuinely last night had uh, had visions of the Alan Partridge with the dictaphone scene in the bedroom uh, because I switched. I'd watched some of that um, One World Together concert that ran for about forty-seven hours <gasps> over the weekend. It was on. It was on here on Sunday night. On, on, oh no, it was live it was everywhere live. on the on the well, same. Yeah, but it, it was. Yeah, I know it was in America, but obviously we didn't we didn't have that here. Um, because it would have started at one o'clock in the morning, but no, it, st- it started at eleven o'clock in the morning here, and then went on through till seven o'clock at night. I thought it was. I thought it was on at eight p.m. Eastern. That's what Colbert told me, and I trust everything that Colbert says. Nah, it was on throughout the day. Oh, here. liar! Well, anyway, but yeah. but, but it, there was anyway. So I'd watched a bit of it on Sunday night, not not much of it, because um, I spent the weekend binge watching Luther, and. Um, and then on Monday night, Channel 5 was still on my telly and I switched it. I, I'd watch, been watching something. I'm watching Homeland or something, I think it was. And there was a, a show on Channel 5 called Celebrity 5 Go Barging in France. Oh, that sounds right up my um, right. strass. Right, okay. So so here's the, here's the premise of the show. It's a it's number of celebrities of... of uh, well, I'll give you the names of celebrities, and then you can assess where they fall in the uh, in the sort of pantheon of these uh, of these people. Penny Smith, off of Breakfast at GMTV, wonderful, okay. wonderful. Uh, Tessa Sanderson, amazing Olympian. Yep. Dermot Gavin, oh, uh, curly haired Gardner, man. Yeah, Tom Conti, oh, legend, proper legend, and Tony Christie. Ah, oh, I've I've been with Tony Christie a couple of times. Not no. like that. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy. He lives in Litchfield. Does he? Yeah, just north of Birmingham. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, his kids lived there, so he wanted to be near his oh. grandkids. So I think he moved down. I think he was Peak District's way for a bit. I think before that, he was Vegas. Uh, but no, Tony Christie lives in Litchfield. Lovely guy. He was a state agent Lovely guy. That's a, that's a very in-depth history of Tony Christie's uh, recent uh, property moves that you've, that you've got there. No, I just know that he lives near his grandkids around the Litchfield oh. area. Okay. So sort of black country, black country, black yeah, country yeah, yeah, yeah. way. Um, yeah, he's he's a lovely guy, and oh, everybody thinks about Amarillo when they go about Tony Christie. Yeah, but avenues, avenues and avenues alleyways, and, alleyways. Oh. and 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 oh. I managed to get one of a tune that he featured on played as an earworm on BBC Radio Six Music on the iconic Sean Keaveney Breakfast Show. Oh, before he went on the afternoons and was well, that's that. Uh, yeah. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. It stands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and on it was a day. And let's give you a clue. Yeah, you know, this is one for play along at home fun. Oh, it's it's it, it's the all seeing eye. Walk it like is. A it was on the day I was having an eye operation. There you go. I um I sort of knew a couple of the all seeing eye when I was a student back in Sheffield because their um, drummer guy, who was sort of a drummer, sort of a pro. Was he a drummer guy or was, was he also- a drummer called Guy, like a guy called Gerald? I don't. No. I can't remember his last yeah. name. But he uh, did extra work with me 
on a film called The Principles of Lust. Ooh. And we filmed it in uh, Nick Banks, the drummer from Pulp's Pub, just uh, <laughs> around Devonshire Street in uh, Sheffield, which was around the corner from the Forum and the Skate Park. And yeah, the, the guy from The All-Seeing Eye was then. And I know that because I also went to go and see Top of the Pops live at Club Wow in Valley's Entertainment, where The All-Seeing Eye did uh, something. I can't remember what it was. Because also live there was Macy Gray and Thunderbugs. Thunderbugs? Is that a kid's TV show? Sounds like one. They were like a four-piece girl band who were uh, terrible. I think they were Thunderbugs. I'm now, you're not, I'm now you don't mean Hepburn? Google. No. Oh, no, I think Hepburn were there as well with I Quit. Uh, I quit. Yeah. yeah, but um, Thunderbugs. I'm, I'm sure they were called Thunderbugs. Are they called Thunderbugs? That does happen. Now, the more you say it in a, a kind of Donald Trumpian kind of way, the, the more the more I am. Um, yes. Yes. Thunderbugs were a British girl group briefly popular in popular um, in 1999. <laughs> Their one major hit, Friends Forever, reached the top five in UK singles chart September 1999. It was not. Oh, blimey. Top five. Hello, hello, Thunderbugs. That's again, nobody's mentioned them on a podcast ever. ever. No. So there's something unique. Uh, back to Channel Five. That sounds like a good lineup. Tom Conti, Tony Christie, and there I'm watching. But do you know, there was thing. But as soon as I read the, t- I I thought, okay, actually that's yeah. I was like, this is interesting. But I just thought the concept of the show was just so partridgean. I was just I could. Where were they? Northern France. Where were they? Barging? Northern France. Northern France. Oh. So I happened to switch on midway through the episode, which involved uh, Penny Smith attempting to back a barge into a, some sort of well, into something and and then she ended up the next the next part of it started where she was then she'd managed to put the barge or the the boat in a tree so it was basically getting the rudiments what? of the skills and she'd ma- not quite managed to got it and it just she couldn't steer it it was uh, and Tessa Sanderson stood there on the on the bank with with a big rope trying to pull it in and i just had visions i thought i know what's coming next this is going to go straight into the she's going to get yanked into the into the water, she didn't thankfully because obviously she's yeah because she's a javelin Anderson's yeah got strength yeah. she's yeah. Through, a bloody javelin so you know but it, it was it, said, yeah that... it was it was straight out of that that's like oh so over here in LA we sometimes watch things on UK TV mm. through a VPN but um, most of the time we've got this thing called BritBox which I think they've got in the UK we now have, yeah. but it's shocking uh, and it's BBC ITV uh, bits of Channel Four I think but no Channel Five. And I really want Channel 5. I love Channel 5. I love uh, Chris Tarrant doing the train journeys. Oh, Extreme Railways and all that, yeah. Channel 5. Oh, I love it. Oh, did you see Quiz? I did, yes. Yes, I did. That was brilliant, actually. I really enjoyed it. But it it caused great discussion when Mrs. going, well, they could could be innocent. I'm like, no, it's the way they've edited the television show to make it look like a bit more even-handed than it it was. But Michael Hmm. Sheen, as always, was, was brilliant. As, uh, as as Tarrant. I don't know how he does it. No, how does he do I it? I don't know because he never he never strays into caricature. He does enough of the mannerisms and enough of their vocal tone and the cadence. And he's Chris Tarrant. He's Brian Clough. He's David Frost. Uh, Paradigm Frost. Yeah. He, he's Tony Blair. Yeah. And every single time you don't see Michael Sheen, you see. He's amazing. I mean, I, I did actually see an, an interview with Chris Tarrant the other day. I found on YouTube an interview uh, where he'd been on, of course, the um, 
television show of record in the UK this morning, um, plugging <laughs> pl- plugging Extreme Railways, and they they meant they talked about quiz, and they and he said actually he made the point of saying they said well my machine's playing you blah blah blah, and he said yeah 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 he said well he said he said have you seen it and he said has he spoken to you about it in terms of doing it and anything and he went no 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 he said but I know he's been studying me because I met him at an award ceremony he said but I know he said he'll be brilliant he said it won't be like Rory Bremner doing it where with all the sort of the and all that, all that. He said he won't do that. He said because Michael Sheen's an actor, and he said he's a brilliant actor, so I know he'll do it properly. And he was quite sort of yeah, but it was it was it was brilliant. I did have a conversation with somebody who actually said to me, "Why didn't they show the Martin Bashir documentary and show everything? Because what else are they going to show at the minute? There's what else? I didn't I didn't realize the whole conspiracy and the syndicates and no. everything around yeah. it. Never realized any of that. And I remember watching it in my early twenties, going. Everybody on this show is white and from the home counties. And they showed you why that was the case. And it was really, really um, geeky for radio people as well, because you got to see the guy out of Light of Duty season two play Paul Smith, who was this (laughs) minor, minor Goliath in radio for the last 15 years. And before that, he was like Chris Terrence, producer on Capital. So that's what David Briggs was, producer on Capital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Stephen Knight, who then went on to make Peaky Blinders. It, it was an awesome thing, but Major Charles Ingram and his wife Diana, Charles and Diana, they were in their 30s. And you looked at them and you would have gone 50s. And I know the actors are in their like late 30s, 40s, but my God, everybody looked so much older then. That's, that's the tension of the show. <laughs> what, just ageing them by 15 years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look, I what, it's, look believe- what it's done to Chris Town. It's turned him into Jeremy Clarkson. Well, Chris, Chris Tarrant's 77 now or something like that. And he looks great. 77, wow. Although, you know, when you get pulled over for drink driving after mixing port and brandy, thinking, I can drive after that. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Saying that, though, uh, it's getting so bad, I think I might start having a port in the daytime. Well, any port in a storm. 